Welcome to the Port City Church Podcast. Today, we are back with a midweek meditation on our current teaching series, Created to Become. My name is Zach Hamby, and I'm a part of our creative team here at Port City. Today, I'm here with our college ministry director, Carson Gosley. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I'm so excited to be on a podcast. It. A lot of times when I find myself on a like podcast or sitting in front of a podcast mic, I'm hosting the podcast. Right. So this brings me so much joy to participate in a podcast. So thank you for having me, Zach. Carson, what a joy for you to be here. It is so fun. Uh, one thing I do want to acknowledge mm-hmm. uh, is my voice doesn't sound awesome. It doesn't. I think it does sound awesome. Okay, well, it's it's a little tired. Uh, last night, we're recording this on a Wednesday after a Tuesday night at Overflow, and I gave it all I had last night, and I could not talk last night at all. Mm-hmm. I was making no sound last night. So we're this is a drastic improvement for 12 hours. Uh, but I'm excited to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm very grateful for the series that we're in and for what we talked about this past Sunday. I feel like uh, it was so relevant to me in my life. And I love being able to give messages uh, that I need <laughs> desperately because right. it makes me really dig into it and really pick it up and kind of look at it. And I, I always view topics around spirituality or theology or like living in the way of Jesus as something that we have to pick up with our hands and we have to kind of look at it from a lot of different angles right. to begin to fully understand it. Yeah. And I feel like in my preparation for Sunday, I was able to really begin to see some things and understand some things uh, in a beautiful way that I feel like God is using in my life in a profound way. So I am yeah. very excited to talk about some of those things. Carson, you are here with more energy than everyone that I've talked to this morning combined, which is great because you're also helping to make up for some of my uh, lack in energy today as I'm recovering from being sick. Mm-hmm. But Carson, you are coming in as a force of nature this morning. A force of nature. How well, much coffee see, have you had today? I only had one cup. I only okay. had one cup, but I did have a dentist appointment this morning oh. that... You know what, Zach? We'll, we'll share this. Okay. We'll share this with the podcast community. Okay. Uh, the dentist this morning was a little was a little tough. It was okay. a little tough. Uh, my gums were getting beat up a little oh, bit. Oh yeah. But I'm choosing joy. You are choosing joy. I'm choosing the Nehemiah prayer. The joy of the Lord wow. is my strength today. Wow. And I'm getting to hang out with you, okay. which is the best thing in the world. So well, put that on record right there. I said it on the pod. On the pod. That's short for podcast. Thank you for that. Are you ready? I'm, I don't know if I'm ready, but we are going to jump right in. Okay. I'm in. I'm there. (laughs) You're already in. I'm ready. Yeah. So Carson's given four messages in three days. So (laughs) no, just two. Okay. But well, one message three times. Oh, I didn't think about it that way. Sure. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're going to just go back in time to, to Sunday. To Sunday. Uh, you did a great job. Thank you, Zach. Loved getting to hear from you. For those that might not have joined us or just needed a refresher, mm-hmm. could you give us a little flyby of what your Sunday message was about? Yeah, uh, if I can remember it. So the, <laughs> uh, the title of the message was Don't Settle, and it's this invitation to not settle for all of the different distractions that are available to us in life. And uh, I love the quote that Mike uh kind of coined in the book, my one word that change is possible, but focus is required. Mm -hmm. And that's always stuck out with me uh, since I read that in the book. And I've heard him talk about it for years and I've very rarely applied it. (laughs) 
<laughs> if I'm being really honest with you. It's like, I expect change in my life if I'm doing the right things. Uh, but I think that that doesn't mean a lot of times kind of, I think in my subconscious like line of thought, uh, that that means that I've got to say no to things. Right. And focus is inherently a, a no word, meaning I'm going to say no to this thing over here so I can, can say yes to this ultimate thing that I'm really, you know, choosing to put the full weight of my attention and my heart's, you know, affection towards. Mm -hmm. And the idea of Sunday was the way that I kind of viewed it was like, if I could come into Sunday and I could give everybody a shot of adrenaline, uh, in their walk with God to say, I'm not going to let 2023, uh, just be a year of me doing the same thing that I did last year. Uh, I'm actually going to take this idea that I'm created to become someone, mm -hmm. an image bearer of God, a follower of Jesus. And I'm going to be really focused on that. Mm -hmm. And I, I love the story that I, I used to kind of open the, the topic on Sunday. I uh, was the story of the miracle on the Hudson mm -hmm. where Captain Sully, uh, landed an Airbus aircraft in the river, New York city, uh, 2009, uh, January 15th, uh, super cold day, <laughs> uh, really a crazy story. Uh, and I, I love the movie and I love the way, uh, that Captain Sully has since talked about leadership. And, and one of the things that he said that I, I quoted on Sunday that I think is like worth repeating, uh, when he's talking about what led him to have success yeah. in the moment, like what, what enabled him to say no to all of the distractions that were coming at him in the cockpit of the aircraft. He said this, he said, I set clear priorities. I chose to do only the highest priority items. Mm. I had the discipline to ignore everything that I did not have time to do yeah. as being only distractions and potential detriment to our performance. Mm. And I think that that's such a beautiful picture of what it looks like, honestly, to live the, the Christian life, to be a follower of Jesus. You have to set clear priorities right. and you have to have the discipline to say no to everything that you do not have time to do. Yeah. The challenge is our culture says that we have time to do everything, right. but that's just not true. true. Jesus didn't have time to do everything. Right. He was in ministry for three years. He had 12 disciples. Out of the 12 disciples, he had three and he consistently retreated away to go pray and mm. to be find rest and to be rejuvenated by mm. his presence with his father. So that's kind of the, the on-ramp to the message on, on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, we whittled it down to three questions towards the end of the message um, about like, where can we choose consistency? Uh, because consistency is like a key component of transformation. If you want to experience transformation in your life, you've got to choose to be consistent uh, with something over a long amount of time, long yeah. obedience, you know, in the right direction. Yeah. That would be another way to say that. Uh, another question we ask is who's going with you? Like you've got to take somebody with you. We talked about it in the way of like, we have a 584 million mile journey every year around the sun uh, as planet earth moving at 1.6 million miles an hour. It's like, who's going to go with you on that journey? Don't go alone. Uh, and then the final question kind of points back to that original idea of like, what can you say no to this year? Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm a yes guy. I hate the word no. Uh, I, I would abolish the word no if, if it were up to me because yeah. I, I just want to say yes to everything. Right. Uh, but I've recognized uh, that that's actually me prioritizing my way over God's way. So me saying no is actually a spiritual practice. Mm. Uh, so I have to keep a list of the things that I'm saying no to, to keep them from creeping back in and trying to be things that I say yes to. Sure. That was awesome. If they haven't listened to the message already, now they know they need to go listen to the whole thing because that was so much just packed into like a three minute summary. So I'm not going to lie. I was a little stressed about time on Sunday. I, 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 this, during the nine o'clock gathering, I looked up and I saw the message clock yep. and I had 18 minutes left and I had like 85% of my message left to give. Oh yeah. I'll say I walked into the building. It was 
10.05, you were still talking, and I was like, they're doing a closing song today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for sharing that. Uh, okay, in my defense, though, in my defense, mm-hmm. I was only four minutes over right. by the time that it was all over with. Good work. So you... I'm not I'm not trying to compare nope. to anybody. No. But there's, there's somebody that's been over before, you know. I, I don't know who you're talking about. But he is the senior pastor, so he gets to make those decisions. Okay. So. Well, all right. Amen. Like, for the record, that was all yeah. Carson. <laughs> the five o'clock was a really great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I enjoy the five because it's such a intimate gathering. If you've never been to our five o'clock gathering in Wilmington, highly recommend stopping by at some point. Uh, there's snacks, so it's worth it's worth putting your you let toe out the in the big water. Secret, man. Yeah. It's people. Is that been a secret? Well, well, you know, it's like lips, one of the sink ships, I think is the, the phrase. Yeah. And that's been a struggle of mine, my entire life. But, uh, something, uh, something I took away from the five, uh, is it, it feels very communal. Hmm. And I wonder if we need that more as the church. And yeah. I'm not even just speaking about our church. I just mean like the church globally. It's like, yeah. we, we do need each other. Uh, to be able to become the person that God has made us to be. And mm. we talked about that a little bit on Sunday, Genesis 2, verse 18. It's, yeah. it's it's not good for man to be alone. I love that that's the first place that not good shows up in the Bible. Right. Right. It's like, God's like, no, 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 no. Like, it's, it's, it's not good for you to be alone. So I'm going to, I'm going to make you a partner. Yeah. And oftentimes, like, I think we could just view that through the lens of, of marriage in that conversation. Sure. But I think we could actually like kind of pull that apart a little bit more and, and, and see that God wants us to be partners with each other in this life. And I think that that's a beautiful reality of the church today Mm -hmm. is we have so much opportunity sitting in front of us uh, to be communal. But the thing that we talked about a little bit on Sunday too, sorry, we're just going back into another part of the message is uh, proximity doesn't mean connection. Right. And a lot of people won't tell you that, uh, but I feel really strongly about it because it, you could you could listen to the podcast, yep. you could read the newsletter, you could read the devos every every day that mm-hmm. come out from our incredible team. Uh, you could come to church on Sunday. You could you could even volunteer yeah. and and not be truly connected sure. to somebody. You Absolutely. can kind of live in your bubble. And I think the invitation of Jesus is actually to like bring your entire life to your community. You, oh, yeah. you, you, you see in Acts, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and every everyone brought what they had for each other. Sure. And then right after that, what happens? The church grows by 3,000 people. Yeah. It's like, whoa, okay, like that that's beautiful. Yep. It's like when we when we bring each other to each other, we're going to experience life exchange that's going to do something in our life. In my opinion, it's going to help us, if we're focused on Jesus, it's going to help us bring the fruit of the spirit out of the ground of our life. Yeah. Uh, and, and we really begin to see like what we are made for. Yeah, so. absolutely. Carson, we could talk about so many different things, but the thing is today we're here to talk about focus. Focus. <laughs> so, so we got we to gotta focus in. You brought the wrong person to the podcast well, on focus. It's interesting mm-hmm. because, you know, I think as someone who is so passionate and has a lot of big dreams, I mean, you talked about it on Sunday about the fact that our culture struggles so much with focus. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I, I think that we're we're an isolated culture. I think we just kind of talked about that a little bit. I think we're a very distracted culture. The average attention span is 8.25 seconds, uh, which I think is super interesting. The average yeah. screen time uh, for our generation is between six and seven hours a day. We're, we're, we spend our time like scrolling. Right. And I think that, that I'm not on a 
on a battle path against social media. Sure. Like I, I, I love social media. I think it carries so many great things and it has sustained so much good connection, especially through COVID and lots of different seasons in our world as of recently. Uh, but here's the thing that I think about with, with, I think it's a perfect example for why it's hard for us to focus with social media. We, we swipe mm -hmm. between one, you know, one post and the next. And with every post, we're giving our mind a new idea, something new to consider, something new to either say yes to, or to say no to, to like, or to comment or to not to like, like there, there is no such thing as passivity when it comes to social media, right? right. Like you, you have to make a decision whether you're going to keep scrolling, whether you're going to quit the app or whether you're going to engage with what you're seeing. Sure. I think that that is exactly what it's like to live on planet earth in 2023. Like mm. every day when you get up and you go to school, you go to work, you take care of your kids, any, anything that you're doing, you're presented with all kinds of new opportunities. Yep. And it's the discipline to say, okay, I'm going to have a few things mm -hmm. that I really, really value. Right. And the invitation of my one word is to say, I'm going to have one thing I'm going to focus on as to who I am becoming this yeah. year. And no is scary, Yeah, right? Like the denial of opportunity feels like that opportunity is never going to present itself again. Right. Uh, but I do think that that is a corruption tactic of the enemy that he likes to use in our life to keep us really stretched thin. Mm -hmm. Because when we're stretched thin, we're very susceptible to attack. Mm -hmm. And we get, begin to believe his lies. I mean, Jesus in J John 8 calls the enemy the father of all lies. And he speaks his native language when he lies. And I think we have to be really, really careful. Yeah, absolutely. So because it's so difficult for us to focus, what are your thoughts on some encouragements for us to be able to actually focus our minds? Yeah. I don't know that I'm a professional at this. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll just tell you one thing that I have been doing very consistently over the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. uh, my time with God is very sacred to me uh, and it has become sacred. It did yeah. not start sacred. Yeah. I, I think that that's an important distinction. Uh, so if you're a person who's listening and you're like, I, I want to read my Bible and, or I want to journal or I want to do these different kind of spiritual practices that I hear the church talk about, uh, but you don't have much steam for them and mm -hmm. you don't have much excitement for them. Uh, just trust me, the more that you do it, the more that you will like it. Yeah, I, I, sure. I, I, prom I, I promise you. Uh, but the thing that I do uh, typically every morning, I didn't do it this morning, I must confess, because uh, I had a dentist appointment. Uh, but the, my time with God looks like processing through three questions. Mm. The first question is, where am I? And I like to think about it like, where are my feet? Meaning, what am I experiencing right now? What am I being presented with right now? What What's frustrating to me right now? Uh, who is aggravating me right mm -hmm. now, right? Like, because these are getting to those big places of distraction. These, yeah. these are the things that are going to pull me away from who I'm becoming. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, if I can really get gut level honest on a piece of paper where, uh, where am I? If I can be honest there, it helps me prepare for the day. So when I meet those obstacles, I've been prepared for them, right? I knew that they were coming. Now yeah. I'm not surprised. I can play offense all day long as opposed to trying to constantly be playing defense to mm -hmm. being really focused. So where am I is the first question I ask. The second question is what am I grateful for? Mm -hmm. Slash who am I grateful for? Yeah. And this question wrecks me yeah. nearly every day mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of times it's the same things the day before. My, my wife and my daughter and my dog and my home and uh, my job and my our vehicles and our finances like I try to be like really honest with but on days that I'm not feeling it yeah. I write coffee right and I'm like I, I try to just sit in that for a second mm -hmm. where it's like okay 
part of me being focused is not missing the little things. It's mm-hmm. like, it's the invitation of Jesus to consider the lilies, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, how many things do we walk by every day that are so beautiful in nature, but we miss because we're distracted? Yeah. Uh, so that question causes me to slow down a little bit. And then mm-hmm. the third question is, what and who am I praying for? Yeah. And and in my mind, uh, who and what am I praying for? Whatever comes to the forefront of that list uh, determines what I'm going to be focused on that day. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything without God. Yeah. Right. Like the, the people of Israel were so good at so many things, including going their own way. Right. Without God, right? And God's like, no, 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 no. Like the the promised land that I'm I, I've promised you and that I'm I'm leading you to, uh, that symbolize milk and honey and, and 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 riches and 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 a home and a resting place. Like that that picture, I uh, only stands up if God is there, mm-hmm. right? Like the I, I love Jeff Banks said this when he was at Overflow a while back. He said the promised land is not the promised land without God. Mm-hmm. I love that that picture of. We've got to remember, like, we've got to go everywhere with God. We've got to avail ourselves to God. Yeah. And I think a lot of times it's like, well, I don't feel like God is 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 with me. And and I think that the invitation of Jesus and the declaration of Jesus of him sending his Holy Spirit to earth uh, reveals to us God, God is with us. Mm. It's up to us to set our minds attention and our hearts affection on his presence, to sense his presence, and mm. to bear fruit as a result of being with him. Yeah, that's so good. I think you already brought it up, but something we've said around my one word for a long time is instead of doing nothing about everything, that my one word gives us a chance to do something about one thing. And I do think a lot of times we lack the ability to focus because of analysis paralysis. Mm -hmm. There's so many things we do feel pressure from the world of, oh man, I've got to be doing this and this and this, and I've got to have this much money by this time, and I've got to have this many followers if I want to be seen as credible and I need to, you know, drive this kind of car. I need to, so many different things. There's so many things that we can be concerned about that we actually don't give our, our focus to any one thing to make a meaningful change, make a meaningful impact. And I do think that's the, the powerful thing about my one word is it reminds us that, Hey, in a sea of all these things that we can care about, Mm -hmm. we can't forget that the thing that we need to care for the most is our walk with God. Mm -hmm. That's the thing we actually should prioritize the most. We just need a reminder. We need a reminder that this thing is actually more important than the other things. So how can I just keep this one thing in front of me today? And keeping something in front of us regularly will allow us to take small steps towards it. And small change adds up. Yeah. Yeah. Spare change adds up. Yeah. I, I love that. But I mean, it's the, when you have a piggy bank, when you're a kid and you're, you're saving a nickel and a quarter or a dime at a time, like that, that adds up to something, yeah. right? Like when I was 11 years old, I decided I wanted to buy a boat. Uh, that was just like my dream as an 11 year old. I don't know how many 11 year olds running around wanting to buy a boat, but that was my thing. And yeah. my parents thought I was crazy, but I kept asking for it for Christmas and it never came. So I was like, okay, I'll take matters in my own hands. And I, I started saving 20 and 30 and $40 at a time. And then when I was 17 years old, I I bought, I bought a boat (laughs) and it was like a dream come true, but it it, it was something that took from 11 to 17. Yeah. I I love what you you said about analysis paralysis. We talked about this a little bit on Sunday studies show uh, that we on average make 35,000 decisions a day. Mm. And one thing that works for me, and this doesn't work for everybody. uh, And I, I actually get picked on quite a bit for it uh, is I eat lunch at the same, same places every day. Mm. It's like the same three or four places. And some people think that I just, I'm not very creative when it comes to, to what I eat. Uh, 
and per- potentially that, that that could be true for me. Uh, but the way that I view it is, it's one less decision that I have to make in the day. Like when I'm when I'm on the way to lunch, I can either be like in deep conversation with the person that I'm going with, or I can be praying, or I can be considering something that I'm working on, and I just know that I'm gonna go to this particular place because yeah. I'm used to it. I know what I I know what I like there, and I know the people there, and I'm building relationships with the people there. Like I I want to make one less decision a day, mm-hmm. and it's like. What if that was what if that was you this year? What if you just said, like, I'm, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make one less decision a day hmm. to allow some space in my life for focus. And the time that that one decision kind of going away, you know, adds to your schedule, yeah. just fill it with the thing that you're trying to really focus on. Yeah. And the reality is I like big numbers. Uh, that's why I love the amount of miles that we travel every year. If you pick one thing and you focus on it for the year, if you if you follow my one word, at the end of the year, you get to say to everyone that you meet, yeah, I, I focused on that thing for 584 million miles. <laughs> you know, like how, how fun is that? Like, I think you've got to make it, you've got to make it fun. Like I had a conversation with somebody just last night after Everflow and they were talking about their dreams and like, they were like, how do I, how do I realize my dream? She's like, I know you're a dreamer. I, I, I want to talk to a fellow dreamer. And I was like, well, that's, such a compliment because uh, I, I I love dreaming. I said you just got. I think you just have to do step one, mm-hmm. and then you have to worry about step two when you're done with step one. Yeah, and you just you just got to go. Yeah. But the thing I told her was like you have to celebrate step one, the in the biggest way possible. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care if it's like if you want to start a business and and you send an email to incorporate your business. Go to dinner that night yeah. and and celebrate with your closest friends. Like I'm starting a business. I'm getting focused. Because the reality is there's so many people in the world that are not focused. Mm. They've got dreams. They've got ambitions, but they're not focused. Yeah. So therefore, they're moving no closer to their dreams and their ambitions every yeah. day. And I don't have wonder. It's because they're not able to celebrate the little victories along the way. Yeah. I do think that that is an invitation of my one word that we should talk about. It's mm-hmm. like you, you do get to celebrate every little step that you take because it's yep. a thousand little steps. Yep. And that's part of it. It's if it's something that's in front of you regularly, you're not worried about step 365. You're worried right. about step one. Yeah. You know? And so that's where we have to start. Yeah. And that's why spare change adds up because if your word for the year is patience, mm-hmm. it's going to be super hard, but it's yeah. going to start with day one being patient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which yeah. maybe that shouldn't be your word. Maybe it should be all of our words. I don't know. Yeah, it, it probably should be. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love it. I love that word specifically. A guy in my office always talks about how he's like, every time I pray for patience, uh-huh. I, I get given plenty of opportunity to practice that. But I, I heard this not too long ago about trust. I was listening to a podcast on leadership and the guy was talking about how do you trust your team? Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to give you the breakthrough idea of how you begin to trust your team. And he like builds it up with all this anticipation. And then he says, all right, here it is. You start trusting them. Mm. And I was so frustrated. (laughs) I was like, what? No, this is supposed to be the secret sauce. Right. But I think the invitation of my one word and the invitation of focus is the recognition there is no secret sauce. It's consistency in the right direction. It's the, it's the trusting that, the little victory today is going to add up to a big victory tomorrow or the yeah. next day or the next year. Yep. That's good. I love this conversation. Yeah. I love stuff like this because I'm so bad at it. It's <laughs> so good to talk about Yeah, because it helps me externalize. Like I'm even in this conversation of 20 or however minutes we've, we've been sitting here, I, I've had 18 things that I'm like, Oh man, I, I need to focus on yeah. that. 
but I've got to have the discipline mm-hmm. to really focus in on like what, what, what matters most. And it back to your point on community. When you talk about it to someone else, there's a level of accountability, right? Which is beautiful. I think you find a couple of people in your life that you trust yeah. and that love you very deeply. Yeah. You invite them in yeah. and you take all the boundaries down. You say, you can speak into it. Mm. It's your, your runway. Yeah. Like, you know me, you see me. We know you have an opinion and, we, we know you have an opinion about me. <laughs> just, just share that opinion with me yeah. and let me benefit yeah. from growing in that opinion. Yeah, that's good. So all of this is helpful as we're trying to continue to hone in on who God has created us to become. If you've been following along, you know that we've released content over the past couple of weeks to help us spend time considering the kind of person God has created us to become and our one word for this year. So if you haven't already, you can check out portcity.church slash word to find the My One Word experience. And this week we were given three questions to consider. And these questions are starting to get a little bit more specific, but I think the first one, especially Carson, I can pick your brain about. The first question is what aspects of your heart need your attention? Hmm. So Carson, where, where should we start trying to answer this question without feeling overwhelmed? Yeah. Uh, it is an overwhelming question. So let's put that out there first. Like when you can begin to consider that question, there's going to be a range of emotions uh, and thoughts that you experience. So you're not alone in that. We're all, we're all together in that. Uh, the thing that I like to consider a lot, uh, to begin to kind of gauge, uh, what needs my attention is what is on my mind right before I go to sleep Mm -hmm. and what is on my mind first thing in the morning? Mm -hmm. Like, in the way of like, what, what am I concerned about? Yeah. Right. Cause some people, you, you just jump in bed and you immediately fall asleep. Others of us, we lay there and we stare at the ceiling for a little while. And we sure. think about things that we're worried about and that we're concerned about and that we're working through. I think that those things are very, very telling yeah. as to what's happening inside of your heart for sure. and what desperately needs your attention. Yeah. Because if we're being really honest and everyone's wired differently, but for the most part, uh, you're probably not doing your best thinking right before you go to sleep. Sure. But it's where you draw a lot of conclusions. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, this is what this person meant yeah. when they said that. Or this right. is this is the truth and the reality of this situation. But you're exhausted. Yeah. You've given everything that you, you've had for the day. Yep. So what would it look like for you to say, okay, I'm going to take some of those concerns. I'm going to take some of those areas that my heart uh, really needs my attention I'm going to write them down mm. and I'm going to come back to them when I'm energized. Yeah. When I can put a lot of my brain power behind those things. Yes. Uh, and then I'm going to allow that to, to give me freedom mm-hmm. to when I'm tired to mm-hmm. say, I'm not thinking about that right now yeah. because I've got space on my calendar and in my journal to process that later mm. when I have either the help of a friend, the help mm-hmm. of my counselor or just some fresh energy yeah. to really put, towards that. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. The amount of times where it's like, I try and solve all the world's problems as I'm falling asleep and how much better would I be if I'm doing that when I have my coffee in the morning, Yeah, I'm sitting down, I'm, I'm actually of like strong mind. (laughs) And how much better are you going to sleep and prepare for that moment with your coffee and a strong mind? If you, if you say, okay, God, I'm going to trust that you'll meet me with that tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Like, Mm. And I'm, I'm not great at it, Yeah. Uh, but a lot of times I leave my journal beside my bed and if I have a thought, 
I'll write it in my journal. Yeah. And there's something about closing the journal for me that's so visual. Mm. Like I, I, I'm a very visual person, so I try to make things. Like if I have a thought that I'm trying to get rid of, I write it on a piece of paper and I crumble it up and I put it in the trash can. Mm. It's like, it's this visual representation of I'm getting rid of that. Yeah. I think with like capturing what's going on in your heart, write two, three sentences about what you're feeling. Yeah. Close your journal and say, Lord, I'm going to trust that you're going to help me with that the next time that I open my journal. That's so good. But I don't need to focus on it until I open it again. Yeah. That's great. So the next two questions for this week are a little bit more personal and they're going to help us start to narrow down our one word. Mm -hmm. The two questions, I'll just go ahead and share both of them. It's what potential words are you considering and why are these words resonating with you? So Carson, any last advice as people are processing these questions for this week? Mm. The most difficult person to be honest with is yourself. Mm. And I would really encourage you as you're considering what word you're going to choose and and why those words are resonating and kind of why you feel like you're being led in that direction. Just be really honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to tell anybody yet. Like, yeah. but just somewhere. And even if it's if you if you if you keep a journal and you're worried about writing it down, write in code. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like refer to them as a squirrel. <laughs> like like. Like do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to allow your heart and your mind to get really honest. Yeah. Uh, because I don't think that you want to get to December and look back and go, I focused on the superficial answer mm. or I focused on the, the surface level answer. Yeah. Meanwhile, beneath the surface was this big insecurity or this big struggle or this big concern that yeah. I just left on the shelf this year. Like yeah. you don't, you don't want that to be your story. Right. I can tell you for sure your family and your friends don't want that to be your story right? because they probably know more about it than you think that they do. Yeah. And they're probably far more willing to help you than your insecurity is mm. allowing you to think that they are. Yeah. So uh, I would just say, be really, really honest with yourself uh, and uh, to invite people in. Cause I, I, I do think that that people want to help for sure. Yeah. I think I would also just add in there. I think there can be a fear of, what if I don't choose the right word? Hmm. You know? Yeah. I think there's fear of missing out on if, what if there's a better word for me? Yeah. And I think my encouragement would just be focusing on one thing would be better than trying to do 20 things poorly. You know, just knowing that if we choose one thing, like God will be faithful. It's that, that verse we've been Mm -hmm. talking about Philippians one, six is God is faithful to do the work. Yeah. Yeah, To complete the work that he started in us. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a level of trust of just choosing one thing. Yeah. And and believing that God's going to do the rest. Yeah, I mean, and well, let's just go ahead and be really honest. Yeah, there there probably is a better word. Yeah. Yep. There probably is. <laughs> there there probably is something else that you could be focused on. I I know that for me. There there, there probably is a better word. Yeah. But at some point, I I have to surrender my desire to try to be the fixer and the provider of everything in my life and allow God to work in my life, which yeah. means I've got to get focused. Yeah. And when, when Jesus called Matthew to follow him, he said two words, follow me. Mm. It was really, really simple. Yeah. Did Matthew miss out on some other things in life? Yeah. But was he on the front row of the world changing? Yes. That required him to say no to some things. As a tax collector, it required him to say no to a lot of wealth and a lot of status and a lot of influence. Yeah but it was worth it in the end. Yeah. And I think that there's also no growth without risk. Mm. And it is a risk. My one word is risky. Yeah. 
Uh, but I do think that you'll grow from it, no matter no matter what word you choose, as long as it is a word that is profitable, yeah. <laughs> and hopeful, yeah. and and helps you walk in step with God's Spirit. Yeah, uh, you will grow from it, and you will be grateful that you focused on one thing, and then there's always next year. That's true. That's so good. Those are our reflection questions for this week, and we hope today's conversation will help you as you're processing these questions more on your own. Uh, Carson, thank you so much for your message on Sunday. And thank you for spending some time with us today. Yeah. Would you pray to close yeah, us out? I would love that. If you're driving, you can keep your eyes open. That's important. You know, that, that's important if you're yeah. listening to the, to the pod while yeah. driving. Yeah. Uh, but if you're in a coffee shop, let's go ahead and close those yeah. eyes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jesus, thank you so much for this episode and for this conversation that Zach and I were able to have. And God, I pray that uh, as people are listening right now, that they would just feel so encouraged God, I pray for unity in our church. I pray uh, for focus in our hearts and in our minds. I pray uh, for just a good, deep sense of clarity uh, in each of our lives as to the thing that you're wanting to do in us and through us and for us. And God, I pray that uh, as we just continue to process this year and as we just continue to become the people that you have made us to be, uh, that we would remember uh, that you delight in us uh, and that you delight in our attempts and the steps that we take, even if they're small steps. And I pray that you would remind us of that. I pray that we would avail ourselves to your spirit and your presence uh, at every moment along the way. God, we love you and we say this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Carson. And thank you all for joining us today. If you'd like to see our additional resources for the My One Word experience, you can check out portcity.church word. We'll be back next week with our final installment of Created to Become with Mike Ashcraft. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.